Well, good morning. It's wonderful to see each of you today. We're so thankful that God has blessed us with this opportunity to come to His house and worship Him in spirit and in truth. And let me say Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers here in the audience and also those who are at home listening and or watching. And we're, we're glad that God gave us mothers. Everybody in here had a mother. And uh, it's, it's wonderful that God has blessed us in that way. I want to ask you to take your Bibles today and be turning to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. In my daily Bible readings this week, I uh, read this passage of Scripture. And God uh, spoke to my heart out of it. So I want to share with you this morning uh, out of this, this passage and trust that God will meet needs in your lives. And before we read that, let me just ask a very important question. What is your greatest need? I'll give you some time to think about that. What is your greatest need? Reading from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditors came to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? She said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full." So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go, sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. Would you pray with me? Father, as we stand in your presence this morning and in the presence of these precious people, we come to give you praise, to give you glory, give you honor and adoration that you and you alone are God. We thank you, Father, that you do supply our needs. And Lord, we love you and we thank you for doing that. We ask you today, Lord, that you would just anoint our lips Lord, speak through us the words that you would have to be spoken here today. And I pray that, Lord, that your word will find a place in each of our hearts, that you'll minister to every person who is under the sound of our voice today in some way. Lord, there may be different kinds of needs that are hurting in people's lives here today. And Father, we pray that you'll meet every need. We praise you and we honor you and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is one of the miracles that we find in the Old Testament. Second Kings has a lot of miracles that God did in people's lives. 
This one concerns a woman, a woman who had some needs in her life. Well, who was she? Well, look at verse 1. First of all, it tells us that she was the wife of a prophet. It says of the, of the wives of the sons of the prophets. The, uh, the prophets were called sons of prophets. Elisha was probably the main prophet, and he had uh, students in his school that he was training and teaching about being a prophet. And this is one of his students' wife. That husband had died, left her as a widower or a widow. She was a mother. She had at least two sons that it mentions there. She may have had other children, we don't know, but the Bible does speak of two sons. The Bible also tells us that she was a woman who feared the Lord. And that's a great quality to be found in any man or woman's life is for them to fear the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And a person that fears the Lord is a person that trusts God and they, they trust what God has to say. They, they do not doubt what God is saying to them, but they trust what God has to say. And they have a reverence for God. And this lady had all of those things in her life. She was hurting though. She was in a great need. Her predicament is spelled out there in the latter part of verse 1. She came and said, The creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. You see, her husband had died, leaving her in debt. We don't know how much money he had borrowed, but we know that he was in debt. There was a creditor. There was someone who had loaned him money. And under the Hebrew law, if you couldn't repay your debts, then they could take your, your sons to be a slave until that debt was paid. And if you read over in the book of Leviticus, you'll find this, that they could keep them even up until the year of Jubilee, which happened every 50 years. So up through at least 49 years of servitude that could they be made to serve there because of the debt that was so great. And we don't know how much the woman owed. She, we don't know that because the Bible doesn't tell us and that really doesn't matter. But it was more than she had to pay. That was the point. And that creditor had come and given her warning that if she didn't pay by a certain time, that he would come and take her two sons and they would begin to work for him and their wages would go toward paying him back. What did she do about that? Here she is, a widow woman, children to, to raise, people that depended on her, and she didn't have anything to amount to anything. Well, what she did, look at verse 2. She went to the man of God. Elisha said, what shall I do for thee? She knew who to go to. She went to God's representative. She talked to Elisha about this. She shared with him. 
Many times we try to work out our problems on our own. Many times we, we fail to go to the real source where our problems can be solved. This woman went to the man of God, shared her burden with him, asked his advice and what she should do. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? She's told him about her problem. She's told him that she, she owes all of this money. The creditor has come and said, I'm going to take your two sons if you don't pay me. And now she's telling Elisha, what must I do? What can I do? He asked her a very simple question. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? What do you have that could be converted into some kind of cash, some kind of payment? And she thinks a minute. And notice what she says. She said, Thine handmaid has not anything in the house, save or accept a pot of oil. Now let's talk about that for just a minute. Oil was used for at least three different things, and it was a common thing to have around the household. It was olive oil. It was used for the lamps. They would put the oil in the lamp, and the lamp would provide light. It was used for cooking. You ladies know about using oil as you cook food. Even to today, we still use it. So it was used in helping to light the house. It was used in helping to feed your family. But it was used in a third way, and especially in a prophet's house. That of anointing someone who was sick. You find that all through the Bible where people were anointed with oil. Now notice the King James says that she had a pot of oil. The word that is translated pot there, I, I looked it up. It's the Hebrew word osuk. And it means, means to be anointed. Now the word pot is very interesting. It should not have been translated pot. It should have been translated flask. I have a flask of oil. This was given to me some years ago by a lady in the church. I had preached one Sunday about anointing people with oil. And the next Sunday she brought me a little flask of oil. It's not very much. That says a quarter of an ounce. You see, this was something the prophet would have probably kept in his robe. He's dead now. And the only thing she can think of in her house that is of any value is that little flask of oil. 
And I'm sure the question was running through her mind, but what good is that? What can a little flask of oil do? Who would pay me anything for a little flask of oil? But you see, oil is also a symbol of the Holy Spirit. I ask, what is your greatest need to begin with today? And there's some of you today that are thinking of needs that are physical. Others are thinking of material needs, things that you'd like to have, things that you could really benefit from. Some of you may even be thinking about, I need a job. I need to be able to work and to provide for my family. And all of those are real needs. Others may be saying, I need my health restored. Let me say this to us today. All of those needs are within God's reach. Do you realize that? They're within God's reach. The Bible teaches that my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Whatever your need is today, it may be a spiritual need. It may be a physical need. But God has a way of supplying that. But we have to trust Him for it. Well, I want you to notice what she was told to do. Look at verses 3 through 5. Elisha speaking in verse 3. He said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. First thing he tells her to do, borrow empty vessels from all your neighbors. Now the word that is translated vessels there, it's a different word than that word that was translated pot. It's the Hebrew word keli. And it means something that is especially prepared. A vessel that has been especially prepared for a certain use. These are vessels that they kept oil in. And he tells her to go. Go to all your neighbors. Borrow all the vessels you can get from them. And he says, get empty vessels. Don't take the vessels that they have their oil in. You get empty vessels. Some that has nothing in it. Don't borrow just a few. Get all that you can get. And when thou art come in, when you've come back to your house, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. Now I wondered about that. Why would God's man say, bring all these vessels back to your house. Get in the house with your sons and close the door. And I thought about that and 
I believe God wanted it to be done in private. He didn't want a big show made out of it. He didn't want it to turn into a circus. God had wanted to do something in this woman's life that would bring glory and honor and praise to Him, and it was to be done in private. God doesn't go around seeking headlines. Do you know that? He doesn't go around seeking the big crowds to come and praise Him. But God looks for that humble heart that will humble themselves before Him and call upon Him in private and let Him do His work in their lives. Now, He told her some other instructions. When thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. Look, notice the instructions. The Bible teaches us that obedience is greater than sacrifice. And when God gives us instructions in how to do something, He intends for us to follow it right down to the least detail. Pour out of that little flask into those jars and pots. Can you imagine the faith that it took for that woman to take that little flask and to set a pot out there that maybe would hold a gallon or two gallons or whatever size pot it was? And for her to take that little flask and to take the lid off of it and to hold it over that pot and turn it up and begin to pour. And a drop at a time came out of that. And another drop and another drop and another drop. And it began to build in the bottom of that pot. And, and, and soon it was full. And she tells her sons, set that one aside and bring me another pot. And they bring her another pot and she again turns that little vial over and begins to pour it out and another drop and another drop and another drop until that one is full. And a third one was brought out and a fourth one and a fifth one and ever how many they had collected. Every one of them was full. Every one of them had been set aside. And she's still standing there with that little flask of oil. And she says, son, bring me another pot. Mom, I'm sorry. We brought all the pots we could find. And they're all full. The Bible says in verse 5, So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. He said, There is not a vessel more. And here's a little phrase. And the oil stayed. It didn't vanish. It was for real. The oil stayed. It was real oil. 
even though it had come out of that little flask, God had multiplied what she had. But she had to be willing to give that up first. She had to be willing to pour it out. She had to be willing to trust God with what little she had. And she trusted Him with everything she had. And God blessed. He filled every vessel. Isn't that just like God? Our vessels are not big enough to contain all the blessings God can pour out to us. He filled every vessel. The oil stayed. It didn't vanish away. It was real. It reminds me of Philippians 4.19 where Paul said, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful promise? It's one of, my, one of the greatest promises given to us in the Bible, really. And it goes along with Matthew 6.33, where the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, when we put God in perspective in our life, and we come to the place to where God is the only one we've got to depend upon, God will come through. God will meet the needs in our lives. I don't know how many people might have been anointed from the oil that was in that prophet's flask. I don't know how many people he might have prayed for and God touched their bodies and healed them. I don't know how many others could have been touched through that. But you see, it's about God, not about the oil. It's about what God did, about who, who God is. When we trust Him, when we lean upon Him, and He's all that we've got. He's enough and more. He's enough and even more. Her need was met. But now her instructions were not finished. I want you to look at verse 7. She came and told the man of God. She came and bore witness to the man of God of what God had done in her household that day of what God had done by multiplying the oil that she had and how all of those many vessels had been filled. But she still didn't know what to do with it. But she came and told the man of God. And he said, first of all, go. That's a very important word in the Word of God, just two little letters. Go. I remember Jesus told a man who wanted to follow him one day. Jesus had healed him, set him free from the demon possession. And he wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, go home. 
Tell your friends and your neighbors what great things God has done for you. You see, God expected him to go and bear witness. That's what he expects out of you and I today. When God does a work in our life, we're to go and tell others about it. We're to share that good news with those that we come in contact with. And God can use that to bless other people's lives. Go. Sell the oil. She had a debt, didn't she? God has given her something that was worth something now. Sell the oil. She could have said, oh, that's so precious, I'm going to keep it. But God said, sell it. Turn it into money. Turn it into cash. Why? She had a debt that needed to be paid. Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt. You see, she had a need. She had a debt that needed to be paid. Let me say this to us today. I know we live in a world that is fast-paced, and I know it's easy to use credit cards and all of those kind of things and get yourself in debt way over your head. Christians, God expects us to pay our bills. I don't think I need to repeat that. God expects us to pay our bills. Pay what you owe. Pay your debt. And then listen to what God says. And live. Live, thou and thy children of the rest. God not only provided enough to pay the debt, God provided enough for them to live out of it the rest of their life. He provided. Now God expects us to be frugal in our, our, our lives and not be extravagant in just throwing money away at things. When the Bible says, my God shall supply all your need, it does not say he will supply all your want. My God shall supply all your need according to rich, his riches and glory. By who? By Christ Jesus. Are you following Jesus Christ? Is he your Lord and Savior? then trust Him with those needs that you have. Listen to Him. Hear what He has to say. Listen to the instructions He gives. Follow those instructions. And give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. What's your need today? I don't know what your needs are, but God does, and you do. And I believe God's inviting people today to say, come, come and talk with me about it. Come and leave it with me. Cast your cares upon me, I care for you. Let me meet your needs. It's an amazing thing to watch God work in our lives. 
to watch God meet needs in ways that we didn't think possible. During this invitation time today, you're invited to come. Come and meet with God. Come and share with Him your greatest need. Come trusting Jesus Christ to meet that greatest need. Come willing to obey, willing to give Him the glory and the praise. Let's stand together and bow our heads in a moment of prayer. Father, today we do not know the needs and the lives of the people who are here today. We might be surprised if everyone would just share that need. But Lord, we pray that they'll bring those needs to you. And Lord, that you will instruct them in how that need can be met. And help them to take those steps of faith, Lord, to trust you. And to say yes. And to just follow your will in their lives. Father, there may be those here today who have great sins in their life that they need forgiveness for. And your word teaches us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There may be others, Lord, who have physical needs that only you can meet. And Father, we know that you're the great healer. You're the great provider. You're all that we need. And Lord, thank you for supplying every need in every life. In Jesus' name we pray.